Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I'm your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another soul-driven interview. These interviews are with people from all walks of life who have discovered their true purpose and are living it out every day. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Sherry Perbeck, psychic, medium, angel practitioner, and healer who uses her abilities to heal in private or group settings, facilitate workshops, and run her own practice, transitional healing. She works very closely with the angelic realm and Archangel Metatron and has brought about Angel Speak, a gallery setting where she connects and channels information from the angelic realm. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And thank you for having me. It's my privilege. I'm very excited. (laughs) Well, we have so much to talk about today. Um, For everyone who doesn't know, Sherry comes highly, highly recommended to me from two people that we've already had on the podcast, uh, Fox and also Roger. Um, We will make sure to put links to those interviews uh, in the show notes but they both have shared with me just how incredible Sherry is. So today's podcast is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so we'll just go ahead and dive in. My first question that I ask all of my guests, what makes you soul driven? Ooh. Uh, you know, I'll tell you early on in my awakening, um, I was blessed to see things that others couldn't see. And uh, it was life-changing for me. And every experience that I had, I couldn't wait to share it with others. To me, it was, um, I always have felt a connection to God and to spirit. And I had great faith, even, you know, very young child. Um, But, and and I'll tell you, one of my first experiences uh, was of seeing the fairies. And so when you see something, you don't need to be told that they're real. You know they're real when you can see. And it blew me away. They were beautiful, magical. Uh, and I had no idea that they were real. So I I wanted to share it with the world. Um, and I knew how it changed my life when I would see these things and you know, having my first experience with Archangel Michael come to me and and hearing his voice physically. It was so eye-opening to me that I slowly got myself on that healing path. And when I did that, you know, spirit showed me miracle after miracle after miracle and my whole life just changed. I then knew that I had more say about how my life would go and that was so amazing to me that it was like, wow, my life doesn't have to suck anymore, you know? <laughs> and so I wanted to share that with everyone. And uh, for me, ever since then, and this has been probably 19 years now that I've been on this path, everything that I do is about inspiring others, whether I'm doing a healing or a private reading or a group setting. Uh, it's all about inspiration and that drives me that that's what drives me. It's okay. What else is there? So I can see this. I'm hearing that the angels are telling me this, but there's gotta be more. And so that's what drives me. It's fulfilling, life changing. So, yeah. (laughs) I love that. I'm, I, I think that, um, what I love about what you shared is that, you know, when you first started seeing them or that what you see, you want to share with everyone. 
I'm yeah. completely the same way where it's like, I want to just geek out on it so hard totally. with everyone. It's like, oh my gosh, I just experienced yes. this thing and yeah. um, I want to share it with everyone. And I wish everyone was able to like be open to it, I guess, the way that I am and or even experience it the way that I do, you know, or even in their own way, but at least exactly. be open to it. Um, yes. How old were you when you first saw fairies? Uh, my late 30s. Okay. actually. Okay. Yep. Now I had seen things as a little girl, like spirits or dead people, but you know, the angels and the, the fairies, you, you know, next level, you know, and that my dad had gotten sick and he was very spiritual. Um, and so I would tell him as a little girl, like what I would see and he wouldn't embellish me, you know, or, 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 or make me feel like I was making something up. He would just say, okay. And, you know, uh, I'll share an experience I had with, with you when I was probably, I mean, I was really young, maybe four years old. And I was having these night terrors, which a lot of gifted children do. So I told my father and he said, okay, we're, we're going to start uh, praying at night. So he tucked me into bed and he taught me how to pray and, he would use the word God, not even the word Jesus. He would use the word God. And so he'd leave the bedroom and I'd say, I, I got to see who this God is. <laughs> who's, this, who's this God? And so after dad would leave the room, I would say, God, I have to see you. I have to see who you are. And I did. I saw this man. It was actually Jesus now that I, you know, know. I saw this man on a white horse with white wings and I was up in the sky in a cloud and I could see him clear, very clear. So in the morning I say to my dad, dad, I saw God last night. And my father just looked at me and he said, well, what did he look like? So I described him and my dad said, okay, okay, Sherry. And that was it. You know, <clears throat> I was like, no, no big deal. So, um, uh, thank God for the visions, you know, but, um, so anyway, uh, when my dad got sick and within three or four weeks, he, he passed. It was, so it was pretty quick. It just rocked my world, just rocked my world. My dad was very loving. Um, thank God that I still have my mom, but, uh, my father just was uh, I'm the only girl out of four boys and an uncle that was raised with us. So I was very special to my father and he was very special to me. So um, with that, sometimes tragedy wakes us up to spirituality and we start seeing things and realizing things. And um, thank God that's when my vision started to come. And I know that my father had a huge, uh, impact on me from the other side because I met healers and mediums. I didn't even know what a medium was. And so it was a way for me to learn what I could do that I didn't know I could do. Um, and so um, I have a big mouth. I, you know, it's funny when you say that, and we do wish that more people would open up to this, but you know what the thing is? There's a lot of people that love you. Anna and a lot of people that love me and they just accept who we are. And if we find freedom in sharing these experiences, even to those that think we're crazy, there's some kind of seed that we plant within them because they love us and they may just enjoy being around us, even if they think we're crazy, but it's going to leave them with something to think about. Oh, yeah. And so the, the more we are open and sharing these crazy experiences, one little change in one person can spark an experience of their own. And so that's why these podcasts and these interviews are so important that we just put it all out there. Yeah. Because, you know, all it takes is one little possibility in someone who doesn't believe can bring a change to them Absolutely. and have their own and have their own experience, you know? Yeah. I remember, um, a couple of years ago when I, uh, 
I, I got a hold of a book about Joan of Arc. It's very, very old. And it was like written by someone who grew up with her. And it talks about in the beginning of the book how there was this tree outside of the town where the fairies used to be. And mm. it was so interesting to me because I read it and I knew like instantly I was like, they are real. And I don't yeah. know why I was completely open to that, but it was yeah. just, it was just something that I kind of innately knew when I read the sure. book, you know? And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, okay. Right. I don't know why I'm so open to that, but cool. Just going to keep going on my way. Um, right. But I, it sounds to me like from the very beginning of, you know, like your childhood, because I feel like so many people are really shut down, you know, in regards right. to what it is that they see or feel or experience by our oh, yeah. parents or by people around us. And so um, yep. what a blessing to have your father who who didn't do that for you, you know, so that oh. it wasn't such a, a, a shift. Um, oh, huge. You know, when these things started coming to me, my father had passed. So there was nobody in my family that believed what I was experiencing at first. They, you know, I had such a hard time with his passing that they thought that I needed um, to get some help because they just thought it was grief. And so, you know, thank God that my dad had already nurtured that within me because I just, I stood my ground and I did not give a shit that, that, uh, that no, you know, see, see, that's the thing. I, I think that they, they had, they somewhat did believe because they, they knew that I, you know, I'm not a liar. I would not, you know, if, if I'm going to make something up, I'll be damned if it would be the fairies. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they did, they did, they still stuck with me. Um, but it, it took some time, but they did come around to it after a while. And, you know, since uh, my family members do turn to me now for guidance and help, you oh, know, I'm sure. I'm sure that's why that's, that's why it is so important that we still share our stories because if they know you and they know us, it does spark something within them to, you know, I, I think it brings up fear. It brings up fear uh, for a lot of people when you, when we talk about this stuff, because, you know, in the society that we live in and belong to and religion teaches, teaches us that, you know, only only saints or the priests or the ministers are allowed to hear from the angels. I had a woman one time say to me, who do you think you are saying that you talk to angels? And I just, I looked at her like, well, I don't think I'm anybody. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Michael came to me and talked to me. Do you want me to pretend that that didn't happen? Well, you know, and it, it's almost like Michael picked me but he didn't pick me. I opened myself up to Michael and that's why he came to me. He could do that for you and how many other people, you know, but it just, it sparks, it brings up fear in people like they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Well, I think, you I know? mean, it, the whole thing is, is that it shakes their foundation. It shakes what it is that they think that they know about the world and how it operates and right. who, you know, I mean, like, I know for myself because I was, I grew up, um, in the Christian church. I grew up, um, you know, both my parents were, they met in a Christian revival in Europe. And wow. so like, that was a, a huge part of, I mean, my upbringing. Um, wow. fortunately my father was very open-minded. Um, my mother's a fundamentalist and, you know, so when I brought home a, a book on evolution, when I was like a kid, my dad was like, okay, so how about you read it and then let's talk about it. You know, he didn't tell me what I needed to believe. He didn't push that on me. That wasn't a thing. But I had all of that upbringing. And I think that I was always, you know, where I don't think I always was the most liberal Christian in any of my circles. Um, but I also feel very strongly I came into this world knowing God. Like that was never a question for me. 
And, um, so I had a confidence, you know, that other people didn't have when it came to God. Um, cause there was, there was a personal relationship there that, that I couldn't fully articulate, but I, it's just, it was never a question for me. Um, but even still, when I started like stepping into my own spiritual awakening, I mean, there were so many things like in the very beginning days when I would go to yoga and, you know, my, uh, the yoga instructors would be talking about hanging out with their crystals and all this. And I was like, what are they talking about? Right. Yep. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I was like, I love these women. They're amazing. You know, like Mm -hmm. if I've ever been around anyone and felt good, it would be them, you know? Right. Um, So, okay. Just going back to what you're saying, you know, like by, by us just being ourselves we yeah. really kind of enable others to start being open to those things. Right. Um, so I guess for a, maybe a good place to start um, for folks who don't know, if you could share with us like, um, you know, what a medium is and a psychic and kind of the difference between the two. Okay. Um, uh, a medium is one who communicates with our loved ones who have passed over. And a medium is basically that, the medium, the go-between. Um, for me, and a lot of people don't know this, every medium operates differently. Um, I am an empath. So I basically use the word medium because that is what is understood. But because of my ability to feel, I... I get quiet and stay within my own body, my own space. And then it allows me to feel the spirit. And that's where the communication comes in for me. It's not so much that I hear their voices. It's that I feel it's almost like it is telepathic communication, but it's more through my emotions, my feelings. And once I make that connection, I get my visuals and very often I can see them and I'll be honest with you. I don't always admit that to people that I can see them because my description of them, I could be off just a hair of what they look like and they're, Oh no, that's not them. So I I really don't always admit that I can see them, (laughs) especially their height. It's hard to get the exact height on a spirit, but, um, So that's what a medium is. And a psychic is one who can predict um, future, see the past and the present. Um, And angel uh, communication is basically that. It is communicating with the, I I communicate with, um, I think 15 archangels now. And they give us guidance. I love angel readings because they will also give you proof of what you're doing today, what you maybe did five minutes before you came in for the reading to prove if you're the type that needs to be proven, they'll give you that. Um, but they love to give us guidance and uh, more than anything, spiritual guidance because they are our teachers. And I always say this, they're God's eyes and ears. So for those of you out there who are, or, or come from a religious background um, and are, are tapping into spirituality, you're not cheating on God. <laughs> I always tell people that because they, they feel like they are if they talk to an angel rather than God. Mm. But the truth is when you talk to an angel, you are talking to God. Mm. Um, so by that and, kind of specifically you mean, um, and, you know, just to clarify, um, that like if you pray to an angel, that you don't need to pray to an angel and pray to God. Is that correct? Right. Correct. Right. You can, you know, early on, I, I sort of made my own agreement with God that, and I had this happen to me. That's why I know. I said, okay, God, I've always and only spoken to God. So now <laughs> when I started communicating with the angels, I made an agreement with God. God, you do know when I talk to these angels, I'm really directly talking to you. So I made that agreement, but I know that this is truth. When I make my candles, I want to tell you something. Um, 
I first call in God and I say, will you show me your Metatron self? Because these angels are aspects of God. And that to me is how miraculous this massive love that we come from, that which I call God, has many aspects about himself. So for me, you know, Metatron is a part of God, as I think we all are, you know. Um, I believe these angels were created to help us and guide us. To me, that's why they are teachers to us. And, you know, Michael specifically has really taught me a lot about doing things that I ask him to do for me. And so early on, it would, I would ask Michael to do something for me. And then as time went on, he would say, you do it. And it'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he would show me even in protection, you know, hmm. I tell this to people. So as a medium, um, you know, sometimes I would find spirits following me home from work <laughs> because I'm reading dead people. Right. And so, um, I would ask Michael to clear my room for me. And a lot of people will feel that in their home energies or they think it's haunted or it is haunted. And I tell them all the time, bring in Michael and ask him to clear the room, but be there with him and do it. Now I do it with him. I'm all a part of that. Be like, Michael, I see this guy here. What can you do? How can you help bring him to the light? And we work like hand in hand together, okay? Because of free will, we need to be involved in it. Plus, Michael has taught me the power that lies within each and every one of us to do this ourselves. That's one of his purposes, is for us to grow within our energy and our power that, you know, we can direct energy. Yeah. I'm a huge so, fan of Archangel Michael. He's like, he is an angel I call in almost like every day, <coughs> you know, to just be with well, me and protect me, keep me safe. He's a, and you know, Anna, he's a great uh, spiritual teacher too. A lot of people don't know that. He will show up um, <clears throat> to assist a lot of mediums or upcoming mediums because um, what's going to happen, and it does happen, the more we open up to this, our light gets bigger. So if you've not already noticed how many people are attracted to you all of a sudden, right? When you start opening up, I mean, shit, I'm telling you, I'm 52 years old. Take me, you could take me out to a bar <laughs> and, um, I will attract all kinds of people. It drives my <laughs> husband crazy, you know? <laughs> And it, it's because of my light. It really is. It's not because I look like I'm 25 still for, for damn sure. It's that light. So Michael has, Michael is also a protector. Um, in, in, in that manner, you know, not just uh, protecting us from, you know, evil spirits, that kind of thing. But, and uh, he's just, he's, these angels know how to help us. So my personality is different than your personality, right? Each and every one of these angels will understand that. And they do know that. So they will work with you and assist you in using your own personality, basically, you know, um, uh, Raphael uses great humor to get my attention. Um, now when he first came to me though, I didn't see that within him. He was very serious, of course, because I was very serious, you know, I, um, went through this healing program and so I, I took it very serious. So Raphael for several years was always serious with me. And then I started doing angel speak and he started showing up looking like the Joker in my mind for real hat and all. And it was like, hey, Raphael, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but then he started giving these messages to these clients that needed to be spoken to through humor because that was them. 
So they're just so loving and take their job so serious that that's, that's how it is. It blows, blows my mind. So and I patience. Like, I have like a little question, um, which it's, it's always something that, that kind of pops up for me when it comes to like mediumship and, and psychics and, you know, angel communicators and, um, what is your like what is your kind of opinion or perspective on you know when we engage through these channels you know for assistance and for help um how does that interact with like our free will and is that kind of cheating in some essence um there's always like this it's maybe kind of a difficult question but there's no, nope. you understand what Not I'm a, saying? There's like a part have, that's like, wait a minute, is this cheating to know what could be coming for me? Is this cheating to know what my purpose is? Is this, you know, and, and oh. does this change the course of my life through someone right. else? Okay. You know, through the years, uh, the psychic stuff has changed and psychic readers have changed. Um, I remember as a teenager getting readings from um, psychics and it would be just giving me my future. And that's what I was seeking as well. I want to know my future. I have found, okay, so let me explain something about aspects of ourselves. We are all aspects of each other. All our deities, the angels, the fairies, whoever I want to connect to, it all comes from me. It all comes from ourselves. Whatever we desire is what we are going to receive. Okay? I have found through the years that people now are waking up to how can I change my own life? Okay? So say they come in for a reading. And they're in the old mindset of, I want to know my future. A lot of times, once they sit down and show up, that changes. Our higher self steps in. And the reading will reflect what that higher self wants to deliver to the human that's sitting in front of me. So it's not cheating. Um, for myself, I am very careful when it comes to giving future readings. I can feel because I'm an empath, if what is, a, what is in front of them? Now, look, people will show up and still say, I want a future reading, okay? And they sit down, and I'm like, well, you're not going to get one <laughs> because they're not giving it to me. We need to talk about something else. It's your choice. Do you want to continue or do you want to get up and stop the reading and you find a psychic that will give you that? Uh, they never get up and leave. <laughs> but um, it's definitely, for me, not cheating because, like I said, no matter what I'm doing, my job is to inspire others. And there's never a coincidence when a client comes. We are being matched up. We really are. But, but the point is here, okay, guardian angels, They've literally told me they are aspects of us. Um, everything, everybody, every, every, whoever you feel attracted to, to communicate with, they're all aspects of our higher self, our higher form. Um, sometimes we need to hear the future to keep us going. Really, sometimes we need to be inspired that things are going to get better. And what is wrong with giving hope? We need that, right? I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, it's, it's just like anything. Even with a job, you work to get a paycheck at the end of the week. You're being inspired for that paycheck at the end of the week, right, to keep you going. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, it's very clear that, um, you know, future stuff that's given needs to be explained that it can be changed as well. 
depending on our decisions that we make. The people that come in for future readings and I tell them, you're not going to get one today. I explain to them that they're, they are, um, they're ready to make changes of their own. And so, you know, the angels don't want to influence in them making a decision. They're in a crossroad. So it depends. And they may need to do some work right then and there before these changes are, are, are going to happen or to be seen, you know? Um, but. And what is your opinion when they like, um, and I know that this has happened to me once or twice, a friend, a friend of mine and I were just having this conversation the other day and he is, he is, a, uh, I read the Akashic records as does he. And, um, we're both healers, but we were kind of having a discussion about how, um, how sometimes like we're given information and we're told things that aren't true, that don't come to pass, you know, or yep. like, um, what's your, what's your opinion about why, why that happens? Well, again, one decision can change the whole course. Number one. And number two, um, you have to be very careful when you're given information from a higher source like the Akashic records or the angels, because it might not, it may have been in your perception and what they gave you. Um, it's not always what it seems. Yeah. It's like giving, it's like having a dream, right? Um, dreams are tricky because we have an ego. So our ego is the first thing that comes up that wants to say, this is what it means. Right. Which is absolute bullshit because it's the ego deciphering that. So we have, that's why it's very careful. Like when the angels give me a message to somebody, I feel, I'll say I get the vision. I will also feel that vision before I give the message because I could give it to them wrong. It's not what they mean. You have to remember these higher sources have more knowledge than us humans. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Wait, see, so when they're, when they give us sometimes these explanations, they're not necessarily coming from a human point of view. Yeah. Well, they're I also not. think that there's like very much that, um, <sighs> You know, like kind of like what you were just talking about a moment ago, the sometimes we need to hear things or sometimes maybe I think things are shared for hope, for purposes, to keep us moving, to keep us going, to keep right. us, you know what I mean, um, right. on that path because it's kind of what we need to know at that point in time. And then right. so maybe something that is shared uh, is, is not... I know that things aren't black and white and especially they aren't black and white when it comes from communicating, you know, with angels or the Akashic records or anything like that. And so what they shared right. may very much have been true, but because of all of the little dynamics involved, it didn't necessarily come to fruition in that specific way. Or right. I think that it's very much about, um, I think sometimes teaching us a lesson, not like, and I don't mean that like a teaching us a lesson, <laughs> you know, but well, like mm -hmm. showing us something about ourselves or whatever the case may be. So, Oh, right. Here's here's another thing to think about. If you're getting a psychic reading from a psychic, the psychic has to be very careful in that, are they picking up what your desires are and then, and then reading that and giving it to you? Or is it truth that it is going to come? Okay. So if I have a client and I have had through the years, many where I've told them, I cannot read you for a while. Don't, don't call me back. Like, you know, for a long time, like, don't call me back in a year. If, if somebody keeps coming in, like they, they want a reading every week, which has actually happened or once a month. And I will say to them, I can feel 
no, we can't do this. You can't live your life. Um, you can't live your life this way by giving you all the answers. Yes. It's not right. Because what will happen is I will become too invested. I fall in love with my clients because I absolutely adore people. So I'll fall in love with them. So then what happens is I'm picking up what their desires are. So what's going to come out of my mouth is all their desires, but it's not truth that what's going to happen. Yeah. So the psychic has a great responsibility in this, that they need to know that. Yeah. So, you know, that is another, that's another thing. Yeah. Well, I think like what you touched on in regards to like someone coming in all the time and like trying to get, you know, all of that truth. I think that's more so kind of what I was like asking about in regards to I think the cheating, right? Is like, yes. are we leaning on this information so much that we're grasping at these straws so that we're like, right. you know, and I, I've, I've, I've found that even in myself at multiple right. times. I'm such a, just ordinarily when I read a book and I'm learning how to do something, if someone like, you know, says, oh, do it this way, I'm like, really trying to look hard into that direction. Like what else is there? What else am I missing? Um, it's hard for me to compute that. So when it is information that I've been given, especially if I'm in a space where I'm almost, uh, you know, like when I'm, I'm feeling like very desperate on whatever level, then I'm like really trying to look into it deeply. And yeah. You know, on a, When I talk to the angels, okay, and I ask them about myself, if I get a vision in my mind, okay, I'm going to give you an example, okay? Um, I would like, my desire is to have a psychic talk show. I really do. And have many, many guests on, on TV. So if I say to the angels, you know, am I going to have that? I'll get these visions of a studio. Okay. Then I start laughing at myself. You know why? Because I know damn well the angel didn't give me the vision. I gave it to myself. So because we, again, free will, we have the absolute power within us to create whatever we desire, but we have to be the ones to create it. Now, with that said, why do I want the talk show? That's what Sophia, the Archangel Sophia will come in and say, why do you want a talk show? And I will babble out all the different reasons why. And I might even then come up with this well, but, oh, it's going to change my life. Do I really want that? You see? And then the, Sophia will say, keep talking it out, keep talking it out. And what then is going to happen is what I really want is going to fly right out of my mouth. Mm. And it's like, because so often we think we know what we want, but yeah. we, we don't. Yeah. Because um, that's the point is stop seeking what the future is going to bring you. It's a waste of time. I'm not kidding you. To be in the now and your emotions are are a great clue to what we're doing. Are you happy right this minute? If you're not, then turn the dial and be happy right now. You get it? Because... What's the purpose? To become famous is nothing but, that's self-serving. Okay, let's say. Want to become well-known. It's self-serving. Will that make me happy in the long run? Of course it's not. It's not. It's what inspires me to inspire others. That's the truth of it. That's what the angels are talking to us about. You being happy is what we want. Yeah. For, for all of us, whatever that means, but we're the ones that got to go deep in our heart. It lies within our heart, our passion, our true, right. true passion. But we're the ones that have to find it and hit that button, right? Yeah. So, you know, yes, 
psychic readings are fun. It gives us some insight and some hope. And it, it, it also gives us that little bit of power to keep going to manifest it. Say, say love. That's a big one. So many people in the world that I meet, they're not in love. And they want to be in love. And they want to produce this person, right? So um, the angels, very interestingly enough, I, I learned during this summer, during the shutdown, about visions that come to each and every single one of us every single day. We'll get a vision and it'll be like, wow, where did that come from? I didn't even think to ask for something like that. And the angels will say, yeah, but what does it feel like within this vision? Are you doing something? Yep. How does it make you feel? Wow, it makes me feel free. So they want me to roll with that vision. It could be something silly. It could be something fun. It could be something rich. It could be diamonds. It could be teddy bears. But they've been giving us these visions, and a lot of times we just dismiss the visions and we stop rolling with them. They're doing that to give us a base in manifesting something that we've been asking for, even though it looks like it's completely unrelated. You get it? Yeah. Don't dismiss the visions that they have been giving every one of us. It's just, it's, an, it's like a form well, it's to help us. To, it's connected to momentum, I think. Yes, Is that absolutely. what you're saying? Like in regards to, I feel like kind of how manifestation works. Yep. Um, is that, that, that motion, that action, that belief, that hope, that drive, that moving forward, yep. that getting in the flow and like doing what it is that's put in front of us or shown to us or what, I mean, what yep. lights us up is such, um, I, I've been personally working on a lot of healing for myself the past several months and so much in regards to like getting in my body and being more present and those sorts of things. Um, yep. but really fully learning how to connect with my emotions in regards to, does this light me up, right? Is my heart yep. open or is it constricting with this? Am I, you know what I mean? All of those kinds yep. of things. Cause there's, there's so much wisdom for us in, in that, in regards to, I mean, Ooh, we talk yep. about purpose a lot on, um, on, on this show and on this interview, you know, these interviews, it's very much what it's about. And I think right. everyone kind of across the board, you know, says like when things start lighting you up, it may not be like the end all be all thing, but man, follow those breadcrumbs because they're yep. leading to something regardless right. of how silly they might seem yep. <laughs> um, yep. or even impossible. They're huge. Um, yes. So how was it that you like specifically got involved with working, you know, with the angelic realm? Um, hmm. Well, that's a good question. Um, uh, what comes to mind for me uh, would be the people that I started to meet on my journey. Um, I met a woman, Patty Sinclair, who became my mentor in Connecticut. And she studied under Doreen Virtue, who is a huge, or was a huge angel communicator who's known worldwide, really. Um, I think it was Patty Sinclair who... Um, who brought my attention to these archangels. In fact, I'm sure of it now. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I was uh, intrigued with Michael. It was like, oh, you know, an angel, like they really talked to us. And so um, I, it was funny, I owned a salon at the time and I was an esthetician. I was a hair, hairdresser and esthetician. And it was perfect because I was absolutely led to go. I was in sales for a long years and years and years. I was in sales. And, um, I drove by this aesthetic school one day and literally spirit in the car moved me. Uh, this is even before my, my dad had passed and I was told quit your job, join the school and what you're looking for, you will find long story short. I did. It was perfect because, you know, if you've ever had a facial, it's very 
um, a beautiful setting. It's very calm, like a meditation, and even for the practitioner. It's wonderful. So, <laughs> yeah, quieted my mind enough to get the to, to actually know that uh, all along I had been talking to dead people and didn't know <laughs> because my mind was always racing. Had a, I couldn't forget about meditating at that time. But anyway, so I started to notice um, I could see purple with my eyes open, sparks around me. I'd be like, wow, you know, I'm thinking that's my eyes, right? And then I started to receive gifts. And the and clients would come in with like a purple box. You know, it was really like, what the hell is all this purple about? And uh, one day I heard a voice in my mind. Uh, no, my, he- my ear. I heard hello. This man said hello to me. I'm in my living room. I'm on this, one of those big, uh, what do they call them? Pompazon chairs or something. My husband's on the couch. And of course, I'm starting to see things at that time. So my husband already thinks I'm losing my mind. So I hear this guy say hello to me. And I'm like, who the hell was that, right? A week later, I, my husband goes to bed and I get on the couch. And I'm thinking I'm all badass and stuff. So I lay down fold my hands. So I said, and of course, Patty uh, was my mentor at the time. So I had said to her, I'm seeing purple. And she's like, I think that's Michael. So anyway, I lay down. So I say, okay, Michael, I'm pretty sure that was you that said hello to me last week. And I want you to come back and I want to have a conversation with you. Well, I fell asleep right quick. Well, I woke up with this huge white orb coming up over my head, down my whole body. I start vibrating, physically shaking, and my ear pops, my right ear, and then I could hear him, hello. And he's got a very deep voice, by the way. Um, But he tried to lower it so that I wouldn't be afraid, but it it was dark. It was at night, you know? And I was so, it shook me up so much because I had never felt this vibration before or any type of experience like this. And I said, hello, but can you come back in the morning because I'm afraid? And boom, he left. And I made myself pass out because I was in such fear. The interesting thing was the next morning, I was opening my salon up just for Patty Sinclair, my mentor, to do a facial on her. Perfect timing, right? So, of course, Patty comes in and I'm like, oh, my God, Patty, Michael came to me and blah, 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 and, you know. So after her facial, I came home and I laid on the couch and I said, okay, Michael, I'm ready for you to come back. Close my eyes. Beautiful streams of purple, all these different colors. I felt a hand on my thigh. I sit up. There's a feather on the floor. And from then on, we started um, communicating together. And in a more gentle manner for me. Now, there's one other angel that comes to me. um, Raziel. No, Zidkiel. The Archangel Zidkiel, when he comes, um, I will start shaking and I have this energy in my chest and it'll come up and I'll have a shortness of breath and I have to sit into the energy with him. Um, but Michael and all the others come to me um, in a more gentle manner, you know. So I have a question. Um well, first, like, I thought Michael, I thought Michael's color was blue, but it's purple. Uh, to me, it's, I see purple, but yes, to others, they see blue. Okay. Yep. I just have accepted that that's, that's what I see with Michael. And that's why I tell people when you start working with these archangels, be careful on doing all this research on them first. If you have a mentor and you're looking to get to know these angels, let's say, I may say to you, Michael's color is purple to me, blue to others. He is a, um, 
he watches over us. He's a protector, but he's also a spiritual teacher. I'm then going to not say anything else to you. Because, interestingly enough, uh, now Raziel one time came to me in the morning. I was doing an angel speak. And for some reason, I was very nervous that day about it. I think because I was being videotaped. So, and here my ego is getting in the way. And I'm like, you know what, Raziel? And something kept telling me like to go to my phone and read about him. And I'm like, no, you're not doing that. That's, that's, no. So I was like, okay, Raziel, tell me about you. And he told me all this stuff that he hadn't before, right? So right before the show started, I said, okay, now can I do some research just for me? Cause I'm nervous. It was like, fine, do it. And all, I did all kinds of research real, real quick on what others have said who have channeled him. And I'm like, holy crap. Okay, well, how come you never told me that before about you? Raziel can help assist about past lives and tell you why, what's the significance on knowing about a past life to this life. And I didn't know any of that. See, it keeps it more authentic and it will keep the ego out of your way. When you yeah. are communicating and receiving this information from the higher sources of any type, actually, yeah. you know, kind of went on a tangent there. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. So you've mentioned angel speak like a couple of times. Could you share yep. with us what that is? Yep. Uh, maybe eight years ago now, I was told to start a group and channel these angels to people in group form. Because um, at that time, a lot of people, the angel, I really had started working with the angels quite a lot and doing one-on-one -on -one readings and felt that a lot more people were also coming in for me to mentor them. And not everybody can afford to come in um, every week for private sessions. So I said, what do I do? How can I mentor all these people and make it affordable for them and help me not to have another job? Because <laughs> when I first started, I had sometimes three jobs, you know, to be able to keep me going, doing the spiritual work and to help me pay my bills. So spirit said, mentor in group form and make it affordable. And one of the groups was Angel Speak. And so I sit with the group and... Um, it's open to the public, um, and now I've added Zoom so they can be a part of it as well. And all the information comes from the angels. Now, angels speak is really just supposed to be about the angels telling you about, you know, spirituality, how to change your life using some of these spiritual tools. They give you advice about you personally and maybe what your blockages are or. So it's basically um, like a group of people who come together and like, you're kind of um, yep. not like working with them, like one-on-one, -on -one, but that you're still like, like channeling for them. Correct? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And all these different angels will show up. You know, I might have a lead speaker that I call like Metatron might be the lead speaker that day or that evening, but, you know, somebody else may come in that Gabriel is their angel. So their advice will be where they are at, at that point in time in their life, Gabriel would best assist them. Yeah. You know, and so that's where the information um, comes from. It's the, the source of, of the angels. <laughs> um, of course, you never know. I did an angel speak last month and it was like the angels actually told me um, to start with mediumship. So I did a lot of mediumship that day, but I understood why, um, there was a lot of, uh, grief going on. People were mourning and, and so that was allowed to come in. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they all, always know what is most needed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, they do. Yes. When I'm I just first the, uh, started the this podcast and uh, it was the very beginning of March this year when I started it. And I mean, I had like a whole list of topics and uh, I would like record them and like, you know, which would take forever back then. Um, 
but and then I'd go to like sit down and and it, and and the spirit whomever would just come in and be like nope this is not what we're doing this week nope this is not what we're doing it was like come yep. on like can we <laughs> yeah can you tell me a little bit before I do anyway yeah um so also within your work uh you make angels speak candles yes so share with us about those because you and I were kind of chatting beforehand you ship these yep. all over the world. Um, yep. these are very powerful. They are. And I'll tell you, I will tell you who helped me write the prayers on them is Kimberly Kaufman. Um, Fox, I love, love, love Kimberly and I love her gift, but she is also, what a smart girl. It's hilarious and, because I, I honestly didn't even know her real name. <laughs> yep. That's her real name. I only um, know her as Fox. <laughs> Yep. She's just incredible. I just yeah. love her. And, yeah. um, we met, uh, early on when Kimberly started stepping into her gift, which is absolutely miraculous, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, Kimberly, uh, very patient with me, very loving and, you know, um, we got each other. So I would say, listen, I can't write forget about it. Right. But I can channel. Okay. <laughs> so I would say Kimberly and I would buy a lot of candles and Kimberly, Kimberly's the one that said, why don't you start making candles? And I'm like, Hey, that's a good idea. And then it was, yeah, I'm going to make angel candles. And, um, being a healer, I learned, I, I have a pretty good idea about what energy is, um, how you can direct energy and so I sat in front of Kimberly and I would say, okay, so the Archangel Haniel came to me, never met her before. I smelt roses when she came to me and I felt really happy with her and blah, 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 blah. And Kimberly would take these notes and, and, and make sense of it. Okay. So I'm going to read a prayer for you to, to start off by talking about these angels. This is, um, Archangel Haniel, and the title is Joy. Your light shines with such love, joy, and happiness. Help me open my heart to myself. That's very important because the angels told me to teach people that that is the prayer that should be used when you pray for other people. It'll, it's the strongest prayer that there is because it leaves our ego out of it. Because we think we know what's best for our, we don't even know what's best for ourselves. How do we know what's best for others, right? So that was essential to be put in every one of the prayers. Um, help me open my heart to myself and raise my vibration to one of creativity and insight. I am a part of you and I know that I can create abundance. So um, Kimberly did a great job with all of these, you know. But so... Um, it's a form of, now listen, you don't need a candle per se to invoke an angel into your life. The angel will come. The angel is really for you to help you to get through that muck that we've sort of put ourselves around us, the ego that fights in that. Is this true? Do, am I really getting that? To move you from the I believe to the I know can be a task, you know? Yeah. So when I make these candles, like I said, I pour the wax. And while I'm stirring the wax, I will envision this energy that pours into this, to the wax, literally to me. And it looks like gold. And I will ask God to shine his light, his, his haneel aspect into this into this pot of wax. And for those who light the candle and say the prayer that will then receive this energy about them. And, um, it's been amazing to me, the emails that I get and text messages, um, of how their lives have changed by using these candles. <laughs> but really it's, but really, again, it's not the candle, it's the angel, but, it's just, you know, that's, that's how we are as humans. We need these, <laughs> we, we need these candles. We need these, these rituals that we form. They're all, they're all for us to help us get 
Well, it's like um, the tarot cards and the oracle cards and the pendulum right. and yeah, all of those things. Yes, exactly. Right, right, right. Um, but people Tools. love them. Yeah, I ship them all really all, all over the place. Um, I love them. I find joy in making them. Making these candles have changed my life um, in my own work. You know, the creativity. The angels are always talking to me about that and to share that with others. The more um, creative we get, the quieter our mind becomes so that we can do that. We can have that connection. Yeah. Raise well, when our, you're, raise when our you're vibration. with your hands, it's like it's magic. Yeah. It turns off this yep. you know it calms it down it quiets it so much yep it's wonderful um yep. so this is i think a great segue for us to kind of wrap things up and jump into our lightning round um how do you feel about that wonderful <laughs> i don't know what that means but i'm ready <laughs> yep so um, it's just a lightning round. I've got a couple questions, just quick, short answers. And yeah, it's always fun. Um, okay, so number one, what is the one habit that you can't live without? Ooh, coffee. Coffee. <laughs> one of my guests said sex, so to each well, their own. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes, that's up there too. <laughs> uh, number two what does spirituality mean for you oh happiness love that why happiness why happiness i don't usually ask uh, questions off questions on these but oh why I'm happiness curious. because i uh didn't feel that i had happiness in my life before i found spirituality yeah i fought that I thought that, you know, it was, uh, you know, up and down, uh, depression, um, victim, victimism or victimhood. Um, spirituality has helped me to find happiness in the littlest of things. I mean, I can be sitting back here by myself and just start getting giddy. Happiness is so important to me. I love that. Uh, number three, what is your advice to anyone who's looking to find purpose? Uh, stop looking for it. Don't look for it. That's the point. Stop looking. Just be. Just be. Just be. I like because that. uh, that's, we have too big of a purpose to be searching. What it, you know what I mean? It's a, uh, I think you should be searching for fulfillment and happiness. That's what we, that's my thought. Takes the pressure off. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, and it, it's empowering, I think, to look at it that way too. Yeah. Um, and final question, where can people connect with you online? Uh, okay, website. It's sherryperbeck.com. And don't put a space between Sherry and Perbeck because you'll get Perbeck, some kind of Perbeck company. I don't know. <laughs> but best way, sherryperbeck.com. Okay. I'd love, love, to hear from, love to hear from you all. And I'm on Instagram, too. I'd love to get some messages and um, get to know people. And um, uh it's fun. I've, I've kind of just discovered Instagram in the last year and I think it's pretty cool. That's where I first started following you. Oh yeah. I love it. I I'm trying to get more creative and just, uh, you know, show pictures of my dog or, you know, I love to cook. And that's, that's one thing my friends and family have been telling me, like you gotta, they think I need my own cooking show. I'm like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> um, definitely not a chef. I just like to throw shit together in it. Luckily enough, it tastes pretty good, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's just a fun way to connect. So awesome. Well, we will make sure to put all of the links in the show notes for folks. Um, so you can connect with Sherry very easily. And that wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sherry. It's been such a oh pleasure chatting with you. I feel like we could 
kind of just continue geeking out for a long period of time. Oh yeah. Girl, I, I, I have so much energy around my head right now. I no joke. I feel like I'm stoned. I need to go like hug a tree or something. I really, I'm not kidding you. I'm sitting here like, but thank you really for having me on. It's an honor. And, um, thank you, Roger and Kimberly, um, for, you know, spreading the love, keep doing what you're doing on a, it's wonderful. People need, need to hear this, you know, have this place to go to. So bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, folks, did you enjoy today's interview? I would love to hear from you. Make sure to hit up, um, hit me up on social media at soul driven podcast or share on today's post. If you were inspired by today's message, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, sign up for our email list to receive podcast updates, free tools and resources. And don't forget when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits until next week.